I want to welcome you to today's podcast. And in this podcast, I'll be bringing you teachings from the Word of God that will bless you and inspire your spirit. And I know for sure that your life will never be the same again when you're done listening. God bless you as you listen. This podcast is sponsored by Check It Shop. Check It Shop, the first Christian anointed clothing brand. Your one-stop shop for high quality and heavily anointed clothing and accessories that will look good on you and most importantly, terrorize the kingdom of darkness. Visit CheckItShop.com. Check it inside. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I want to welcome you to today's podcast. I know that God's going to bring inspiring words and teachings that will transform your life. Hallelujah. But before we start, I'd like us to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we worship you. We adore you. We thank you. We thank you because the entrance of your word brings light to us and it brings understanding to us. Lord, we know that our hearts and our minds are open to receive your engrafted word with faith and with meekness, and we will be transformed by reason of your word. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Today, I want to talk about something very important. We are in very interesting times very very interesting times hallelujah and the bible says those that know their god will be strong and they will do exploits hallelujah those that know their god will be strong and do exploit to know god is to know his word to know god is to know his word because the Bible says no man at any time has seen the Father. Hallelujah. Nobody has ever seen the Father. Nobody has ever seen the Holy Spirit. The only person that has been revealed to mankind in physical form is the Word. The Bible says in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. Hallelujah. The Bible says the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. So in other words, the word became visible. We could see the word. Hallelujah. I think it was John who was saying that which we have seen. We have tasted our hands have handled. Hallelujah. So we're not telling you, Peter said, we're not bringing cunningly devised fables to you. We're bringing something that we have seen, we have witnessed by ourselves. That's what we are bringing to you. Hallelujah. Now it's great to be anointed. But you see, in the days we are in, it's those that have the word foundation that will stand. Hallelujah. That's why that scripture says, they that know they are God. It didn't say they that are anointed. You could be anointed, but you don't know the word. Hallelujah. Now, there is difference between anointing and appointing. Hallelujah. I like to say it this way. I like to say anointment and ointment. Praise the Lord. Because I like to rhyme sometimes. Praise God. 
So somebody can be anointed but not appointed. Anointing comes by the will of God. Hallelujah. God anoints people based on choice. For example, Saul, the first king of Israel. God anointed him because he chose him. Hallelujah. God just chose him. Out of everyone in Israel, God chose him. And he commanded Samuel to anoint him. and poured oil on his head. It was by divine will. Now, after you are anointed, there are certain things you need to do for you to be appointed. So Saul was anointed, but he lost the appointment. He wasn't appointed. He lost the throne to someone else. Hallelujah. So the same thing with David was a bit different. David was tested just like Saul was tested. But David passed his test. He didn't let the anointing get into his head. He wasn't carried away by the anointing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because the truth is, anointing toxicates if we're not careful. Hallelujah. If we're not careful, it intoxicates. The moment you pray for one person and the person gets healed and you see that happen, it could drive you crazy. I say, where well, you just like, oh, now I have to go and do this. I have to do that. Ah, so I'm anointed. So you don't get carried away by that. When you notice the anointing on your life, go for the appointment. Hallelujah. And not, the appointment comes by character. Now oil was poured upon the head of David. And the Bible says from that day, the Spirit of God came upon him because of the anointing. Hallelujah. But the Bible says David behaved himself wisely. He respected himself. He knew how to carry himself. Hallelujah. He knew how to carry himself. And he had regard for the anointing. Saul, even though Saul had erred, the oil of God was poured upon the head of Saul at some point. And for that reason, David had high regard for Saul. Hallelujah. He had the opportunity to kill Saul, but he refused to take advantage of it. If he had done it, he would have missed the appointment. It was a big test. Twice he had the opportunity to kill Saul, but he said, No. How can I put my hands on the Lord's anointed? And be blameless. No, it's not possible. And he refused to. He said, God will judge him. God will fix him. But as for me, I'm not going to use my hand to touch the Lord's anointed. That's what David said. You know when the Bible says, God spoke about David and said, David is the man after my heart. It's because of character. Hallelujah. It's because of character. He knew the things that pleased the Lord and he pursued those things. Hallelujah. He was, David was a worshiper. Someone who, who delighted in the things of the Spirit. He delighted in God. He's the one who said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Hallelujah. 
It's David that said, As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul longs after thee. Now, it's one thing to pray when you have need. Hallelujah. When you are in need, you know you are praying. There are some people, when things are not right, they go to church, they are praying, they are fasting, they are doing all those things. But when they have everything that they need, then they stop doing all those things. They feel like they got all they need, so they don't need God. But David was not like that. David was blessed financially. God blessed him abundantly. He was the king. He had wealth. Yet, he refused to dignify himself in the presence of the Lord. He refused to carry himself up in the presence of the Lord. He refused to make himself anything in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. At one point, when the ark was being transported from the house of Obed-Edom to Jerusalem, the Bible says, David danced and danced and danced until, as it were, his clothes were, he was exposed. Why was he dancing like that? When his wife, the daughter of Saul, confronted him, he said, why won't I dance before the God who took me from being a shepherd boy and made me king over Israel in place of your father? I will dance, I will worship him, I will celebrate him. He always shared his testimony. You know, there are some people who, when God does something for them, after they've talked about it once or twice, they stop talking about it. Not David. David was always sharing his testimony, was always talking about what God did for him. It was David who said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and let all that is within me Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Don't forget the things that God has done for you. Always talk about them. Always talk about the things that God has done for you. The Bible says all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Hallelujah. When the abundant grace is evident in your life, you're talking about it, people will look at you and they will begin to glorify God. Hallelujah. So your testimony brings glory to God. Hallelujah. And that's so important. That's one thing that David understood. And he was always ready. David was somebody who loved the Lord dearly with his heart. He wasn't necessarily a perfect person. Hallelujah. You know, as a kid, I, 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 my mom bought me a Bible when I was eight years old, a good news Bible, good news translation. And I would take that Bible and I would read and read and read. One part of the Bible I read were the books of the kings. I read, I read that part. And I read from king to king. And one thing that struck me when I was reading about the kings of Israel and Judah, one thing that struck me was that the Bible will always describe their relationship with God. There are those who walked with God and the Bible described them as those who had a 
their heart was right with God. They were those like that, a perfect heart. That's how the Bible describes some of them. And then some of them will be described as those who walked, who are evil in the eyes of the Lord. And there are also some who the Bible says they did the right thing, but not with a perfect heart. Praise God. Amazing that God takes note of all those things. And I noticed that those who did evil, they all ended tragically. Things went bad for them, those who didn't live well. And those who lived well and did well, I noticed that they were all blessed. I noticed that. And the Bible describes some as having a perfect heart. You know, a perfect heart does not necessarily mean perfect acts. Hallelujah. It does not necessarily mean perfect acts. For example, David had a perfect heart, but he didn't have perfect acts. He made some mistakes. He did some crazy things. Hallelujah. He did some crazy things. David was somebody who loved women and it got him into trouble. Hallelujah. But when a man has a perfect heart, a man or a woman that has a perfect heart, once you have made that mistake, you run back to the shepherd and the bishop of your soul. You run back to God. No matter what, you never stay far away from God. You run back to your God. And you are sincerely repentant for the wrong that was done. You sincerely repent. Hallelujah. Now, it doesn't matter how long. Sometimes, you know, some people, maybe you might have made a mistake so much that you just feel like uh, God has given up on you. No, he doesn't. He never gives up. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. Never. He won't. And there's one thing that, you know, you need to understand. That is God we are talking about. He's all-knowing. Do you know that he knew all the mistakes that you would make even before you were born? He knew, and yet he still chose you. Why do you think he did that? Because he believes in you. Hallelujah. What God is looking for is not a perfect, not someone with perfect acts, but someone with a perfect heart. That's what he's looking at. Now, that's not an excuse to go and do crazy things. After all, God is not looking for someone with perfect acts. That's not an excuse. If you love God, your heart will long for the things of the Spirit. Your heart will long for the things of God if you do. Hallelujah. And as one scripture, David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. Hallelujah. The key to living, you know, having a perfect heart is sowing the seed of the word in your heart. And this was David's key. He said, I have hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Hallelujah. And that is the key, the word in your heart. Glory to God. When you fill your heart with the word of God, hallelujah, when you fill your heart with the word of God, naturally, automatically, you will find yourself living the word. You will find yourself doing the word. You will just find yourself doing that. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. And these are the things that David discovered. And he lived his life like that. And that's how he was. He, he, he lived a great life. And God finally appointed him. And he said, God said to David, somebody from your lineage will always sit on the throne. That was the appointment. Hallelujah. And eventually, Jesus was born. And he is called the root and offspring of David. Do you know what that means? Many people don't know this, but the throne in heaven is being occupied by Jesus today. Jesus is sitting on the throne in heaven. There are some people who think that there are two thrones in heaven. No, there is only one throne in heaven. And Jesus is sitting on that throne. Hallelujah. And remember, Jesus is in the Father and the Father is in him. Hallelujah. So Jesus is sitting on the throne. Because of David's appointment, his offspring is sitting on the throne in heaven. Wow. Amazing. Glory to God. So the word is the key. When you have that word base in your life, you have that word base in your life. First of all, the word is sown in your heart. So because the word is sown in your heart, you will find yourself living the word. Hallelujah. You find yourself living the word. And even if in the process you make a mistake, you run back to your father. You don't run away from him. And he says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he taken your sins from you. He takes your sins away from you. He cleans you. He draws you to himself. He helps you. Hallelujah. We are living in one of the most difficult times in all history. Hallelujah. Where the forces of darkness have been unleashed in a maximum way, more than in any time in history. Hallelujah. You know when the Bible says the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former for the kingdom of God. In the same way, the darkness of the latter house shall be worse than the former from the kingdom of darkness. Hallelujah. And that's why we are seeing man is inventing all kinds of sins today. Man is inventing all kinds of sins. There is more darkness. 30, 40 years ago, there were no mobile phones. So you didn't have access to pornography like you have it today. You didn't have access to people calling themselves and doing all kind of crazy things through video call and sending all kind of crazy things. They were not there. But in this day and age, these things are readily available because darkness has been unleashed on earth. And God understands that. That's why he said, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Hallelujah. He has made more grace available to us in this time than any time in history. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And that's why the Bible says that we should come. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Come to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy. Just in case you need it, say, come to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace to help 
in time of need. Because he knows what has been unleashed against mankind. Satan knows that his time is short. So he's releasing all his arsenals now. Releasing everything. Trying to get the souls of men. Doing everything possible to draw people away from God. So you have many people today falling away from the faith. People who are doubting the existence of God now more than ever because of the darkness that has been unleashed upon the earth. Hallelujah. But the Bible says, when it says darkness will cover the earth and gross darkness the people, he says, but the Lord shall arise upon you and his glory shall be seen in you. You that have hid, hidden the word in your heart, the glory of God will be seen in you. Hallelujah. Because the truth is that the word of God is the glory of God. Hallelujah. The word of God is his glory. Jesus being the word of God. If you read the, the book of John chapter 2 and verse 11. Where he says these first miracles performed Jesus in Cana in Galilee. And manifested forth his glory. And the disciples believed on him. The word of God is the glory of God. So as you are. As you are taking in the word of God, as you are digesting the word of God, you are digesting the glory of God and it will be seen in you. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says that the disciples of Jesus, when they stood before the, the Jewish elders, the Bible says they took note of the fact that these unlearned men, people who were unlearned, they became so bold. And they were speaking so confidently. And they took note of what being with Jesus could do for them. That was glory. And of course, if you remember in the Old Testament, Moses went for 40 days fellowshipping with the word. By the time he came back, the Bible says his face shone so brightly that they couldn't look at him and they had to put a veil. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do you know? That the content of the Ark of Covenant was the Word. Hallelujah. The content of the Ark of the Covenant was the Word of God. Then when the Bible says the Word was with God and the Word was God, you better believe that. Because if you study the tablets on which the Ten Commandments were written, those tablets were placed inside the Ark of Covenant. And that is a symbol of the Word. Because God wrote those things with His hand. It's the word of God. And then also manna was collected. Some of it was put in the Ark of Covenant. That too is a symbol of the word. The bread from heaven. Hallelujah. The Bible says she's written man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word proceeds from the mouth of the father. So the manna is a symbol of the word. Hallelujah. And also the, 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 the rod of Aaron or the rod of Moses was also put in there. That too is a symbol of the word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the word of God, when Moses fellowshiped with the word, the same word the Bible says that will come and walk with Adam in the cool of the evening. The Bible says the voice of God came walking in the cool of evening to fellowship with Adam before the fall. Hallelujah. And at that time, Adam was glorious. 
But after the fall, that fellowship, he lost it because his spirit man died. But thank God we are born again and our spirit man is alive. So every time you spend time in fellowship with the word, glory is rubbed off on you. You manifest the glory of God. Hallelujah. Now this glory may not be evident or may not be visible to the naked eye. Human beings may not see it, but for sure spirit beings see it. Hallelujah. Every time you spend, even now as I'm speaking and you're listening to me, the glory of God is being rubbed off on you. Glory to God. The glory of God is being rubbed off on you. Hallelujah. And I tell you the truth. When you go with glory, it's like radiation. It's power. Hallelujah. It's power. It spreads. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. So every time we spend time listening to the word, glory is rubbed off on, on us. This is what David understood. I want to read a scripture to you from David. The book of Psalm 119. Psalm 119, and I'm going to be reading from verse 97. Hallelujah. Look at this. David said, Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. When you talk about the law, it's talking about the word of God. Hallelujah. Because the word of God is the law of God. Hallelujah. He says, How I love your word. It is my meditation all the day. You see why God called him a man after my heart? Verse 98 says, Thou, through thy commandment, hast made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. He says, through God's word, when you talk about commandment, you're also talking about the word. So through God's word, he says, you have made me wiser than my enemies. So the word of God has the ability to make you wise. It's what Paul was saying to Timothy. Say those scriptures you've known from when you were a child, which are able to make you wise. Verse 99, he says, I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. That again is talking about the word. Hallelujah. I understand more than the ancient because I keep thy precepts. Then verse 101 says, I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word. Glory to God. This was David's secret. Why he was seen as a man after the heart of God? Because he had value for the word of God. He loved the word of God hallelujah glory to god so he didn't just stop at being anointed he went for the word because that's what gives you the appointment glory to god that's what gives you the appointment the word Saul, after he was anointed he didn't care anymore he saw himself as a king and he could do anything he had no respect for the prophet who anointed him to be king at some point, he wanted to kill Samuel. 
the same man who poured oil on his head to make him king. He wanted to kill him. After a certain sacrifice he had done and Samuel rebuked him, the Bible says he tore his robe. Tore his robe. At some point, Saul heard that um, David had received help and some priests had given him food. Saul went and killed over 80 priests of the Lord. Killed them. Over 80. He killed them. He had no regard for God. Though he was anointed, he lost the appointment. Hallelujah. And of course, the anointing, it can be stale. Hallelujah. If it's not renewed, it can go stale. That's what happened to Saul. Hallelujah. So it's not enough for you to be anointed. You have to be appointed. And what brings the appointment is the knowledge of the word. Hallelujah. The word will bring you glory to your life. The word will make you wise. The word of God. Hallelujah. So sometimes, you know, God has made it so easy for us in our day. Virtually everyone has a mobile phone now. You can download Bible apps in your phone and you can just play the audio. Let the word of God just be plain. As you're listening to that thing, there is something that the word of God does. It has an ability to cleanse you from the impurities of this world. The word of God. Jesus said you are clean through the words that I've spoken unto you. The word of God has a cleansing power. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. The word of God has the ability to cleanse you. It does. Glory to God. In the book of John 17, he says, Sanctify them by thy word, for thy word is truth. Sanctify them. The word of God has the ability to sanctify you. Hallelujah. Do you know what it means to be sanctified? To be made holy. Hallelujah. To be made holy. There are people who are trying to be holy. They don't want to do this. They don't want to do that. No. The more you struggle to be holy, the more you find yourself living in sin. Hallelujah. But if you go for the word, if you go for the word, it will sanctify you to make you holy. You will not struggle to live a holy life. You will find yourself naturally living that holy life because of the presence of the word in you. Hallelujah. You see why the word is so important? Glory to God. So you go for the word. That's what is going to keep you standing in this day and age that we are in. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will abide forever. Glory to Jesus. His word will abide forever and ever. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I hope you've learned something today. Hallelujah. And like I always say, it's not enough to hear the word. It's important to be a doer of the word. Hallelujah. If you've not been that one who, you know, you, you spend time delving into God's word, you can start it today. Hallelujah. Push yourself to listen to the word. And as you keep doing, you will see the difference. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for your word that you have brought to us. 
re-emphasizing to us the importance of us digesting your word. Lord, by the help of your spirit, we will continue to listen to your word. We will pay attention. You said, my son, pay attention to my words. Incline thine ears to my sins. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Lord, your word is life to us and health to our flesh. So as we take in your word, sickness, disease, infirmity, lack, setback, limitation, hardship will stay far away from us. In the name of Jesus, as we take in your word, we walk in wisdom. As we take in your word, your glory will be revealed in and through us. As we take in your word, people will testify and they will glorify your name because of us. Thank you, Father. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm grateful to God for his word that he has brought to us because I know that something has already happened in your life. Congratulations. God bless you dearly. But until we see you again, keep living in the atmosphere of God's word, God's worship, and God's miracles. God bless you. Join the man of God, Pastor Isaac Samuel II, for further deeper analysis of the Word of God and mind-blowing miracles during the Check It Church weekly services. On Sunday, we've got the Super Sunday service starting at 10 a.m. CST. Wednesday is a midweek Bible study at 6 p.m. CST. Then Friday is a prayer meeting also starting at 6 p.m. CST. We hope to see you there.